I'm Sophia Torado Ortiz, and we're going, going to tell you why incest is bad. Okay, so Sammy, can you tell me what what are your first opinions on incest? Well, my first opinions on incest is that incest is gross. Yeah. What are your first opinions on incest? Sophia? Not great. Okay. You know, not like I'm an only child, but I don't try and go for my cousin or anything. But unfortunately, in a lot of these ancient plays, they were just going for it. Oh, yeah. There, there's some sort of weird fascination with incest. Yeah. Especially in these more, like, old plays. Actually, if you would like, have some uh, incest facts for you. Please lay all of them on me okay. immediately. I would love to. So, um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of literature about incest. Um, lot of it online, uh, one of them being uh, an article called Oedipus Wrecked, question mark, oh which goodness. isn't something I pulled from, but I just thought the title was cool. Same. And, um, so let's let's hear a little bit of incest facts. Um, inbre- inbreeding is really the biggest issue when it comes to incest. Um, a lot of children have birth defects if they come from incestuous relationships, um, but that's not the only source of that taboo. Um, because even before we really knew that, incest was considered like something that should be avoided. Um, some incest is considered okay within different cultures. Um, generally speaking, sibling and parental though is almost universally forbidden. Um, so like cousins could be okay, like aunts and uncles, you know, stuff like that. Um, still grody. It's still gross. Yes. Um, so. Father to daughter incest is most common, which is unsurprising. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. Yeah. Um, and then with siblings, older to younger is also the most common, which again, not surprising. Not surprising. Um, but we'll come into relevance as we continue to talk about this subject with these plays. Exactly. Um, so I have one quote from um, a participant. sorry for my mom and dad. I wish they could be happy for us. We love each other. It's nothing like some old man who tries to fuck his three-year-old that's evil and disgusting. Of course we're consenting. That's the most important thing. We're not fucking perverts. What we have is the most beautiful thing in the world. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah! Sorry! I'm still processing that. Goodness! Okay! There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack there, but let's just throw out the whole damn suitcase. Um, well, okay, let's actually not, because I feel like this is going to come into relevance again with our topic, because what we're aiming to do today is take the three plays that we talked about in class that have to do with incest, and see how they addressed incest, and rank them. Because I want to rank them from bad to the absolute worst. Because, like, let's be real. There's no real situation where it's, like, incest and it's, like, and this is a good thing for us. It's, like, no, no. Still still kind of gross. Generally speaking, always turns out bad. Yeah, generally speaking. There's a reason why all of the plays we're going to be talking about are tragedies. 
not comedies, because I don't think it's really funny to, you know, have intercourse with your brother or your cousin or your mom. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. All right, let's get into this. So the first play we are going to discuss is a play that literally every theater student has already analyzed to death prior to this class, Antigone. Antigone by Sophocles. So, Sammy, had you read Antigone prior to this class? I had, because it had came in the same book as Oedipus, mm-hmm. and I read Oedipus for my play analysis class, and I just assumed that I was also supposed to read Antigone. So it was kind of my fault, but I'm glad I read it. Yeah, I, I would say... In the grand scheme of things, Antigone is better than Oedipus, character-wise, maybe, but, like, also just, like, the play I liked better, Mm. but I had to read Antigone a million times in, like, high school, in, in, like, college classes that aren't even theater-related, so, you know, not great, but what... I do know about Antigone, and for all the listeners at home, here's a quick rundown. Antigone is the last play in the Oedipus saga, and if you don't know Oedipus, well, get out. Get out! That's literally, he's the crux of the incest thing. There's a reason it's called an Oedipus complex, is because he had the things with his mom. He he banged his mom on accident. And that's why I think Antigone should be ranked at the bottom end of this. Mm-hmm. Because Antigone, the play itself, doesn't really actually have to do anything with incest. Right. Antigone herself is a product of incest, mm-hmm. which brings into light, again, like how the biggest issue with incest is, um, what's the word you were saying? Uh, inbreeding. Inbreeding. Um, Doesn't leave to the best developmental situations. Although Antigone doesn't really deal with that. She's just kind of like an angry 14, 15, 16-something-year-old. She's very angry. Yeah, she she has not had any relations in the incest world, so she she has not committed this fault. Yeah, it was her dad and her mom who is also kind of like her grandma. Yeah, so if you don't know how Oedipus worked, I'll just give you a quick little rundown. Oedipus, um, when he was born, his parents were told by an oracle that, hey, your kid is going to kill your dad and fuck the mom. And they were like, well, we don't want that, obviously. So instead of like, you know, killing him, or like doing anything else, they just leave the kid somewhere, and then Oedipus grows up, kills his dad, and fucks his mom. But he doesn't know. I think the main thing here is that he doesn't know that that's his dad, and he doesn't know that's his mom. Right. It was accidental incest. It was accidental incest, which is still bad. Yes. Still bad, but it's incidental. Yes. And also, I think it's also important to note that Oedipus did not really he didn't wanna he like the moment he found out he gouged his eyes out Mm -hmm. and then his mom like committed suicide like they were not down with it 
But that's just our little backstory. So really what the crux of Antigone is and how it kind of deals with incest is really the aftermath. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing there is that it really just shows how incest doesn't just affect the two parties involved. It affects everyone around them, especially since Oedipus and Jocasta had children. And those kids then had to deal with the repercussions yeah. of their parents' actions. Not only of maybe developmental issues, but also because of societal issues. Exactly. These kids were now being shunned from society a little bit because of their parents' um, issues. And it, it didn't really give them a chance to live their life. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Antigone's really whole thing is that she is very proud of herself. She has a lot of pride. And when it's threatened, she gets very angry. Especially when she's now told that one brother can be buried, but the other can't. Mm -hmm. So it's like a defense of her family, but not her father or her mother, but of the people who now share that same... Trauma. Trauma, yeah. And I think that's something to really make a note of. I think one of the main things, and this can go for like any taboo relationship, but especially with incest, is, you know, on a certain level, yes, you're consenting. Like, I guess we can use that quote you pulled up for someone who is in incest. Like, they even said, I'm sorry that our mom and dad can't accept us, but it, then it's not just you two. Mm -hmm. Your parents now have to deal with the fact that their kids are now sleeping with each other. Society has to deal with that. Your friends, your family, it's not just mm -hmm. you. And I don't think, and I think sometimes I've heard the complaint like, well, people say that about like gay relationships or like interracial. It's like, that's not really the same thing. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, I mean, there are horrible jokes of saying that um, gay men do date men who look the same as them, but that's oh more of like an egotism thing than an incest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I don't know if I should keep that in there. I don't know. I don't know. I'll just write a flag and, <laughs> and make sure to edit that Yikes. out. <laughs> that's just me being meanie. But what do you what do you do you have anything to say because i feel like i'm spitballing a lot do you yeah i think just um in terms of antigone the whole plot is based on her not being able to live her best life mm -hmm. and her siblings not be, being able to live their best life because of what their parents had done and because of this she now has to work extra hard in order to keep her honor mm -hmm. um and if she had to if she hadn't had to do that then i mean it might have ended up differently for her she might not have died mm -hmm. um but because she felt the need because of her parents sins to like adjust she now had oof this is a sentence no it's fair yeah it, she she had to um take the bullet i guess yeah. And that's really the crux of the argument, you know? Mm. That's really just the fact. It doesn't just affect 
one person. It doesn't just affect you and your relationship. It affects all your relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing. And, you know, and that can kind of get into our next play, which kind of deals with that on an even larger level, if you would say. So let's talk a little bit about Phaedra. Okay. Uh, Phaedra is a woman who thinks that her husband has died mm. and then ultimately falls in love with her stepson. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, now, clearly this is not good. She is distraught about it and she knows that it's wrong and she wishes beyond all hope that she falls out of love with him. Yeah. Um, this is a very interesting concept to me because in my research of incest, which I really don't want to have to say the sentence in my research of incest. <laughs> Should have used incognito mode. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's an option. <laughs> um, oh, well. Oh, well. Too late now. Um, We're in too deep. But they, they often, in olden times, um, when a spouse had died, um, the widower would often marry the sibling of their spouse. Yeah. Um, think, think Hamlet. Exactly. Something of that kind. Um, so the fact that she would consider to marry someone who is within that family line is not out of the question for that time. Yeah. Um, it's still wrong, and she knows that it's wrong, but it, it is fairly common uh, during this time period. So let's Let's talk about this a little bit because I have an issue with the age issue here. Oh, yeah. Like, how exactly? I think, hmm, because the thing is, is that Phaedra, in the show, in the play, I I cannot really tell how old she is. Because mm -hmm. I think it's very ambiguous considering the fact that it is implied, or at least outrightly said I cannot remember but I do know that she her her marriage to um Hippolytus or not Hippolytus the father the king Theseus I'm getting all these us's names mixed up there's a lot the husband is Theseus the son is Hippolytus am I correct yeah yeah Theseus is the husband, Hippolytus is the son, Phaedra is the wife. We got it. My my issue is that um, it is implied that Theseus did not marry Phaedra of her own free will. Mm -hmm. I think it is implied in our at least from our discussions in class that Phaedra was not willing to marry him, but mm -hmm. was possibly a war bride, was not fully involved in the relationship which also happened a lot it does time. and it does but um and she does not have any blood relation to hippolytus and i worry now as i'm speaking that the listeners are going to think this is me excusing her behavior <laughs> 
I am not. Let's get this straight right now. Let's get this straight right now. Incest is still bad. If it sounds like we are saying that incest is okay, we're not. Your ears are lying to you. It's us trying to put out all the details so that we can still say that incest is bad. That's why we're doing this ranking. It's because in this is why Phaedra is kind of like in the middle of these plays. Mm-hmm. It's because on the one hand, don't marry your stepson. Um, don't try to get with your stepson. Exactly. Like, even if it's not blood related. Mm-hmm. But on the other, you can kind of understand why Phaedra is feeling this way. She's extremely distraught. She is mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. She is not with it a hundred percent and not to mention she doesn't even want to be in love with him exactly so she she fully understands that this is wrong and she's trying her damnedest to stop it yeah and she even like threatens suicide at some point mm-hmm. she is not down with anything it's mm-hmm. very it's a tragic story that's why i think it's one of those things where it's like you kind of don't want to be <laughs> You don't want to side with her because, on the one hand, she is trying to get with her stepson. And on the other, you do feel for her because she has dealt with a lot of strife. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, at the end of the play, she's also, like, I think it's, like, Act 4 or Act 3. I'm double-checking very quickly. I'm adding a flag so I can remember to edit this part out. an idea for another segment remind me to tell you about it oh what i can just type it real fast and we can just type it real quick oh well since you are an only child and i have siblings if you have any questions about having siblings Mm -hmm. then we can put that in after this one oh yeah sure (laughs) this is just a little bit of a long segment as i'm like trying to find your things I think it's, yeah. Okay. Okay, that was my reminder that that's all the parts that we're cutting out. Okay. So. In Act 4, Phaedra makes her, um, what is it? Her friend and nurse, Owen Nonini, I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> what is her name? Owen Noe. Owen Own. Owen Own. Oh no. Oh no. That's the name. Oh, no. I'm just going to call her Oh no because I can't say this name. Listeners, please Google this name. You will understand why I cannot say it. But, um, Oh no is telling Theseus, who, spoiler alert, is not dead that Hippolytus has incestual feelings towards his mother. That is not the case. No. Oh no is helping out Phaedra by pinning more blame on Hippolytus so that he can get in trouble for Phaedra's incest. Oh no, oh no. Oh no, oh no! It's not good. Like, and it's right as Hippolytus is trying to say that he loves this other girl, Dorisia, and it's not great. So, you know, it's not the best situation. So, and let me see. Oh, wait, 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 wait. 
And let me get my thing. She also, Ono is trying to, Phaedra tells Ono that she's trying to figure out how to kill Aresia so that she can get with her stepson. There's a lot of morally gray issues. There's a lot of morally gray issues, and I had to double check. I don't, I actually, and I think Hippolytus dies in a really dumb way. Yes, he does. He does. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, doesn't he, like, die from a horse incident? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Died in battle with a sea monster. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then Phaedra takes poison, and that's the end of the show. It's like, she, on the one hand, she is sympathetic, but on the other hand, she's pinning a bunch of blame on to the person she's having all these disgusting thoughts for. So what the hell? Who's completely innocent. Who's completely innocent. He doesn't want to get with her. At all. Disgusting. But you know what's even more disgusting? What's even more disgusting? Let's talk about a little play called Tis a Pity. She's a whore. So I want to preface this play. When I got the syllabus at the beginning of the semester, (laughs) I was reading through all the plays, trying to see if I knew any of them, and then I saw this play, and I cracked up at the title. Oh man, you were so excited. I was so excited. I was so freaking jazzed to talk about Tis a Pity, She's a Whore, because I thought it was going to be so funny, because it just sounded so overdramatic, Mm -hmm. and like, Tis a Pity, She's a Whore. It it sounds like something I would say today. Yeah, it sounds like something you would say funnily. But alas, the reason she, the titular she, who is named Annabella, the reason she is a whore is because she's fucking her brother. Which, I just want to say, doesn't make you a whore. No. (laughs) It doesn't really. It just makes you gross. Like, a whore, by definition, is someone who has a lot of, like, intercourse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for money. Which then shames, uh, you know, like, people who are in sex work. But we're not going to get into that. It's just, that's literally the definition so now i'm irritated because the play doesn't even know what a whore is (laughs) like let's start with that (laughs) i'm getting completely off track but that was my deal yeah um but let's let's give you a little plot summary so tis a pity is a bit more modern than these other two plays um it was written or at least produced in 1633 and it was and it's written by John Ford and it was a pretty big when it came out purely because you know it was a big play about incest and apparently that was revolutionary which I feel like we need to preface that the other two plays we just talked about were like Roman plays yeah so they really, were like even ancienter. Clearly, it wasn't revolutionary. It wasn't revolutionary. There are already several other plays about incest. Yeah, there are more plays about incest that we 
haven't even discussed. Yeah. And, like, there are plays in modern times that are about incest. Think about August Osage County. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. Freshman year. You're absolutely correct. It had incest. Yeah. Guys, just stop. Just stop writing about incest in plays. Just stop. There are other things to write about. These poor actors. Yeah. Yeah, but now we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, the main plot of Tis a Pity is that there are these siblings, Giovanni and Annabella, and they get together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're brother and sister, and I'm going to give you guys a minute to guess which one is older. I'll, I'll give you a second. Have you thought about it? Did you guess it was Giovanni? It's Giovanni. It's always the man. Always the man. Men are gross. Men are gross. Sorry, Billy Blake. Anyway, so... So, the thing that I actually do like about Tis a Pity, though, even though I was catfished by the title, mm-hmm. I was whorefished, <laughs> um, was, is the fact that it's so bizarre... Like, the other two plays that we have discussed so far, when they talk about this topic, this very taboo topic of incest, it, they, they, they talk about it, and they're definitely painting it in a negative light. Mm-hmm. Tis a Pity is so freaking weird, because it really doesn't do that? Yeah. Like, they're, like, it's saying, like, oh, but, like, obviously it's bad because it's a tragedy and they die in the end it's like yes but like when you also write all these like monologues and love scenes Uh where it's like they're like we love each other and it's fine even though it's gross it was literally like your quote that you pulled up at the beginning of this podcast is basically the modern version Mm -hmm. of what was going on in this play exactly like giovanni states i love my sister and then he just doesn't back out of it. Yeah. The, He's unshamed. Yeah, the first scene is, like, him going to, like, a priest, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm in love with my sister. And the priest is like, hey, that's fucking gross. Don't do that. Repent. And he's like, okay. And then he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately goes to his sister, confesses his love, and, like, kind of gaslights her a little bit. Would you agree? He's kind of like, like, he keeps on going like, oh, tell me you love me. If I don't, I'll, like, leave. And then I'll be, he's, like, complaining and whining. He's basically a giant incel. And it's like, and then she's like, because he's the older one and she's the younger one, it's bringing in this, like, imbalance of power. Exactly. It's, it is. As I said before, it's usually the older sibling that goes after the younger sibling. And that's very, that's what happens yeah. in this play. And um, remember how we said also how it affects more than just you two? Oh boy, does this play talk about how it affects more than just those two? What, like, let, let's talk. First off, Annabella gets pregnant. Yeah. So. Already. Already. Affecting a whole young woman's life. A whole... That woman is pregnant now, and now a child is dealing with this. Yep. 
Well, it doesn't. Spoiler well, alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. A lot of people die at the end of this play. It's a tragedy. But what else happens is, um, so she finds out she's pregnant. And obviously this is bad because mm-hmm. she is saying, you know, she's a virgin. She's not because she fucked her brother. Yeah. That's like the least virgin you can be. That's the least virgin you can be. Not to, like, slut shame, but, like, of all the things. <laughs> of all the things, you could not be a virgin. <laughs> having sex is one. This is definitely But, like, the also most having sex with your brother. But also, um, <clears throat> then she gets pregnant, but she's also being wooed by this guy, um, Saranzo. Saranzo really genuinely likes Annabella. Mm-hmm. Like, he really does love her. And she kind of just ignores him because she's fucking her brother. And so she goes to Giovanni and she's like, what am I going to do? And he's like, well, you can't marry me. And he's, she's like, why not? And he, he's like, because we're related, you dingbat. You really should have thought about that, Giovanni, before you <laughs> fucked your sister. And also in a time when contraceptives weren't a thing. Yeah, Like, uh, genuinely, uh-huh. at least, like, I don't want to be crass, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I've said fuck a million times on this mm. podcast for class. But, like, damn, his pullout game must have been weak. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> His sister. Right. It's awful and you shouldn't say it. (laughs) I'm not editing that out. I'll keep it. So, either way. So, she marries Saranzo to masquerade, to cover up the fact that she is pregnant with her brother's baby. Grody. Mm Mm-hmm. And then more stuff happens. There's like a whole subplot that I'm not going to get into because it doesn't really have to deal with the sex mm-hmm. and the incest. But at the end of the play, it gets real dramatic real fast. It's like Saranzo finds out and she's like, Saranzo finds out that it's not his baby and he gets upset, and which is fair. And, um, and also there's like, there's also this character named Putana mm-hmm. who is... Like, which basically means, puta means bitch in Spanish. I don't know. I didn't know know that. You didn't? No, I didn't. Oh, it was a whole joke. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it either means, like, bitch or slut. Um, Um, You know. So, so putana is basically the only girl who's like, yeah, you should fuck your brother. And then she gets punished for these transgressions. Mm -hmm. Because, hey, not great. Tell people to do that. Don't tell people to fuck your brother. Um, and basically at the end of the show, Annabella, her heart gets ripped out by Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong. I believe I'm getting this right, but I think I'm getting it. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> Giovanni comes in and he's like, hey, Giovanni, like, comes into the banquet room, and he's holding, like, Annabella's heart, and he's like, I fucked my sister! And then his dad dies from shock. Dude, this guy sucks. 
suck. Giovanni just sucks. I hate him. We all hate Giovanni. But, like, then again, it, it brings up the thought of, like, it's not just affecting him. Right. Their dad just died. Died from shock. shock. Because he just finds out that his kids are fucking each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Yeah. That's absolutely horrible. I feel oh, bad God. for Florio. Yeah. That's his name. I didn't mention it, but that's his name. Poor guy. And then it's like, and then like, and then Giovanni stabs Saranzo, who does like pull a sword on Annabella when he finds out that like the kid's not his. It And it's still sucky. But like at the same time, you can understand why. Because he just found out that his wife was fucking his her brother and their incest baby is in her womb yeah but like what did he really do wrong other than like just he really genuinely wanted to date a girl and then he finds out that this girl is cheating on him with her own brother like that's kind of the worst like there there's a ranking of cheating there we go we got the ranking of cheating like cheating on your Cheating in general. I gotta say, cheating all the news that you could get, that's one of the worst ones. It's like, it goes from, like, cheating, just cheating in general. Cheating. Cheating on that person with your best friend. Cheating on them with their best friend, and then cheating on them with their sibling. And then finding out right at the top, cheating on on you with their own sibling. I guess also, like, parent tops that, too, because, yeah. like, saying, like, you fuck their mom is pretty big, but, yeah. like, I don't know, man. Because every single time we say, like, incest, they fucked each sibling, sibling, it's not great. It hits me like a train, and I know that's what we're doing the podcast about, <laughs> but every single time it hits me again. Yeah, and it's like, Saranzo gets stabbed by Giovanni, who sucks. All Saranzo did was love a girl who is fucking her brother. Mm-hmm. And so now this guy has a kill streak. So he has a kill streak. Because also Giovanni just killed his own sister. Yeah. Who had his baby in him. Uh-huh. He got two in there. Yeah. So now he's got three. I think he yeah. killed someone else. Well, his father, right? His oh, father yeah. I guess the shot. father could be collateral damage as well. And then the Bandini, who I do not remember who that is. Um kills giovanni yeah and then the last line is that they're like well tis a pity she's a whore which again she at fault yeah she like we know from watching the play and reading the play we know logistically it wasn't really she is at fault to Mm -hmm. an extent but she did not I'm mad. She was not the one who initiated who it. initiated the incest. Plus, she was the one who got killed by her brother. She really dealt with all the bad shit while he was just having a good time getting his dick wet. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Not just because of the incest part, but like also sexism. Yeah, this this guy really is just despicable. Yeah, Giovanni is honestly a big dick. I hate him. Um, but also it's it's just interesting because still again throughout this play, Giovanni and Annabella are painted more as like tragic love figures mm-hmm. than 
incesty siblings. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Yeah, they're like star-crossed lovers. Yeah. Star-crossed lovers are Romeo and Juliet who can't be together because their parents would yeah. kill them if they did. Incesty siblings? <laughs> yeah, no. Just it's painted in such a strange light. And I and like at the same time it's like all a lot of the other characters are like, yeah, this is bad. And it's like, we know it's bad. The audience knows it's bad. Some of the characters know it's bad. But the thing that it's turned around upon is the fact that these two characters are so sure that it isn't bad. Yeah, they're, they're positive that, that they are doing the right thing and that they're just loving each other. Yeah. They have no bad feelings about it. Even though Annabella was like, hesitant at first she was talked into it by giovanni mm-hmm. and then in the end like five people die yeah because of what they did not fair Mm-mm. you know what justice for saranzo yeah he didn't really deserve that saranzo didn't do a whole lot wrong yeah, other than like he like, pulled a sword on his wife but he did but just find out about all of the other things that people have done in this play. It's yeah. really not that bad. Not that bad. And that's the ethics on Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sophie. Yeah. What do you think about incest now that we've talked about it? I still hate it. Yeah. No, still gross. Um, I think. You know, in our ranking, we really, <sighs> we we did talk about all the different ways incest is handled in this type of fiction, and we also talked about how, like, how on some levels it's, like, tragic, and for, like, really only one ep- one play for them, for only the two. Romantic. I, I don't want to kiss my cousin. I would rather die than kiss my cousin. Yeah. What about you, Sammy? My brothers won't even let me hug them. <laughs> I can't touch my brother without them like backing away. Like, whoa, hey, no homo. <laughs> but you know, I still think that incest is gross. And, you know, prior to me reading these plays, I never had an inkling like, yeah, incest, bad. I mean, I always did. I think that's my thing. I always thought incest was bad. And after reading these plays, I still think incest is bad. It's not something you think about. It's not some. it's like one of those things where it's like intrinsically like, yep, mm-hmm. I know that's bad. Yeah. Just like, like how I know killing people is probably not great. Right. You know, just like the moral compass in you just tells you, okay, don't do that. Yeah. Plus, like I've seen those like paintings of like kings who are like severely incest laden, and I'm like, well, I don't look like that, and I don't want my kid to look like that if I did have a kid. So you know, yeah, I think that's really how we can sum it up. Incest is gross. These plays really talk about that. Except for Tis a Pity, really. Yeah, but yeah. It, still, it still shows like the aftermath of it. How mm-hmm. it can be like how, how it can be happening. 
Yeah, and I think that's the main thing. I think all three of these plays talk about the topic in a different way, which is interesting because, like, we'll, we'll go through it again. Like, Antigone talked about how it detects the people around you. Phaedra talks about how it can be really detrimental to people, even if they're not even willing to be part of this. Like, how Phaedra doesn't want to get with her her stepson. And Tis a Pity is very interesting because it kind of gets into the mind of what these people are thinking. They don't see it as something bad, they see it as something romantic. Which it really shouldn't be, but we're not gonna, I'm not going to, mm, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope you read some non-incest fiction plays. Have have a good, yeah. Enjoy it. Don't read August Osage County. That was Mia. The first play we read without it. Yeah. I think it was Settlers. 